spirit and the church cry out, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Are you someone who struggles with the idea of asking others for help? It's an interesting study as to the reasons people give as to why they struggle to give help. Many people don't want others to know that they need help in the first place. Some don't want to be a bother to others. Some would prefer to figure it out for themselves, find a sense of satisfaction in accomplishing something without anyone else's help. Some don't like to admit that they failed. Some don't like to admit that they didn't know what they were doing in the first place. What's fascinating, especially, though, is people who have the specific reason that they don't like the focus to be on them. They actually set themselves up for quite a conundrum, don't they? Because if they truly do need help and are not going to succeed without that help, the likelihood of their being able to receive help and truly be blessed by someone else's help without answering a few questions about what's going on, what's trying to be accomplished, the journey so far, and so many other things, will require attention to be on them, whether they like it or not. So if they need help and really would like help, there's no doubt some attention is going to have to be on them. The question I'd like to ask is, why we so often fail in the moments that we know that we need help to ask God for help first before anything else. We certainly understand from everything we've learned from the scriptures that he sees and knows everything about us. He's seen how our day has gone. He has seen how we've gotten ourselves into whatever predicament we're in. He also knows fully how much of it is our fault and how much of it is simply the circumstances of the situation that has surrounded us. And whether we always think of it that way or not, even if we don't really want help from anyone else, since God already knows and God has the ability to do anything we ask, why not lean on him immediately in every situation whenever we need help and then maybe part of God's answer to our asking, our praying, will be to send someone without our asking to be of assistance to us. In fact, maybe, just maybe, knowing everything that's going on in that moment, seeing our predicament, God had determined that somebody's path of their day will be crossing ours simply because he knew we would need the help and had planned this all out even before we even asked. Have you ever had the realization that in an unexpected moment, on a day that just got to be too much for you, 
someone that you did not know you would see, has walked in the door or arrived on the scene, and all that you can utter in that moment is, my goodness, are you an answer to prayer? That's not happenstance. That's your God making sure that you had the help you needed, whether you asked for it or not. But why not ask? He clearly tells us in his word that there is never a moment of our lives, of our existence in this world or in the life to come, where he is not invested uniquely and individually in each one of us. Every moment of our days, every emotion that we're feeling, every challenge that we're facing, no matter what it is, the psalmist tells us it's clear that he has a plan. The difference is, when we ask God to help, we have a rightful expectation based on everything we know from the Word that all of his help will be framed and filtered in a completely different way than the help of anyone else. Our Creator's interest in us is that our journey is a journey from this moment to eternity with him. And so whatever help he's going to provide is going to be significant for that purpose, for that plan, in keeping those promises. So it might not always be exactly what we would prescribe for the situation or something that we've thought of. Perhaps his answer will be slow in coming because... His goal is teaching us to be a little more self-reliant. Or maybe that answer will be a little slow in coming because in that moment of failure, perhaps for many to see, in a way that might even be embarrassing, it's God's recognition that on our journey toward heaven, the lesson we really needed to learn most in that moment is a bit of humility of acceptance of the help of others, a recognition that together, using all the resources and intellect and experiences God has given more of us, we get to our goal faster, especially spiritually. It's not a bad thing to ask other people to be of help because God has blessed many of the people around us with life experience and wisdom and ability beyond our own. But notice what he says. Do not put your trust in princes and human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Doesn't matter if it's a prince or a president a CEO or a parent or a grandparent or some other mentor. The reality is every single human being that we involve in any situation in our lives will potentially bring some jeopardy to the situation, whether it be their inability, because they are not perfect and all-knowing and all-powerful, to truly help in the situation and not make things worse, or whether we might be tempted to become so dependent on that source when that source is just as human as us. And in that moment where God chooses that 
their journey on this world ends. Their influence, their ability to help really does also end unless the things they've invested in, unless the novel they wrote or the device they invented or the philosophy they generated or some other reality of their existence had become transcendent of their own generation and it assists and blesses human beings beyond the moment they return to the ground. The majority of people around us who might help us are only available and valuable as they are alive, a resource from God. That's what he intends us to understand. All help initially and truly comes from him for all situations. Take a look at what he says to the people of Jacob who trust and hope in the Lord their God, the maker of heaven and earth, who remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. He sets prisoners free, gives sight to the blind, lifts up those who are bowed down, loves the righteous, watches over the foreigner, sustains the fatherless and the widow, frustrates the ways of the wicked. For those who do not share our love for God and his word, do not trust and invest in the guidance God has given us for our lives as he expresses his will in all of that in his word. When they work against us and our prayers for help are specific to God ending that challenge to those who are righteous, those who trust, those who wear the perfection and the innocence of our brother Jesus as a robe, we can be confident that God knows and that God sees and that God will act in his time and his way in answer to our prayers as the help we need, whatever our circumstance may be. So again, it isn't at all surprising to us. As we read this psalm of praise with so much amazing direction toward our God as the source of help, at the time we need it most. That it was chosen by those who go before us as an Advent song. In a moment where we're preparing ourselves to acknowledge the biggest of all help that God has offered to us as human beings. In becoming one of us, our brother born into our world to experience all and many of the challenges that he lists here through his psalmist as a means of becoming our substitute and paying the price for our sin and giving us the perfection of life and the fulfillment of life in heaven with him forever, where there will be no more need for the now and then help of God because the presence of God and the knowledge of God will surround us every day, every moment. What a good thing it is for us to be called by the psalmist from ancient times, to lift our voices, to offer our prayers and our praise to a God who hears and listens. 
and helps. Advent thanks to a Savior God who helps, who always helps in our every need. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord.